1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: The title of the message today is, The Purpose of God in What's Happening Today. The Purpose of God in What's Happening Today. No one can watch the news on television, listen to the news on radio, or read the Daily Newspaper, without coming to the conclusion that something is radically wrong with humanity. The level of crime and violence, death and destruction has reached the stage of sheer lunacy. Natural disasters such as hurricanes, earthquakes, floods and famines destroy hundreds of thousands of lives across the world each year. Civil wars such as that which is going on in Syria or in parts of Africa have brought death and unimaginable atrocities to innocent and helpless victims who are left dazed with fear, not knowing what to do. Human beings throughout history have questioned whether or not there is a purpose to human existence Do the events of history make any sense? Are they leading to a goal? Or is life as Shakespeare's Macbeth describe it, a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing? There are many people today who agree with Macbeth. Many respected voices, brilliant philosophers, teaching In the world's great centers of learning say there is no meaning or purpose to life on this planet there's no goal to which history is moving that is how human wisdom views humanity's dilemma but there is another philosophy another wisdom another voice which comes from beyond the world of space and time it tells us that there is a purpose that lies behind all that one sees in creation and in human life. And so I'm going to raise three questions uh, to deal with this uh, topic. First, what is God's purpose for humanity? What is God's purpose for humanity? In Ephesians chapter 1, 9 through 12, The Apostle Paul gives us the divine purpose for the world in one vast and glorious sweep. He says in verses 9 and 10, God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It's a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together Under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Now, in the King James Version, the New International Version, the word mystery is used, whereas in the New Living Translation, it says God's secret plan. But let's stick with mystery for a little while. You see, ever since Adam and Eve partook of the forbidden fruit and was escorted out of the Garden of Eden, the plan of redemption has been a mystery. How could sinful and rebellious human beings ever become reconciled to and justified or made right before a righteous and holy God? How could the sacrifice of and blood of animals ever do justice in reestablishing the fellowship between God and man? Was there any hope for the sinful human race? Perhaps the real mystery was this. Why would God even want to redeem sinful mankind that had rebelled against him? For centuries, this remained a deep mystery. That is, until Jesus came, lived, died, rose again, and ascended back to heaven to serve as our high priest, and divine intercessor and thereby solving the mystery that had plagued mankind for thousands and thousands of years the answer was jesus man could not solve the problem but god could and did the crucifixion of jesus on calvary was not an accident but a divine plan Whereby man's salvation could be secured, and at the same time, God's holiness would be honored. The mystery was solved by a miracle, and the miracle was Jesus Christ. And so Paul says, God's secret plan now has been revealed to us. It's a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. No course of instruction, no university curriculum, no scientific investigation could reveal the mystery of God's will for mankind. Only God could do that. And yet we look for answers from television commentators, news analysts, and experts in various fields of learning. As human beings, we desperately want to know what is happening for deep down we feel that we are going to perish if things continue the way they are going. Now the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 and, and verse 22, For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. See, we see this. We see creation groaning in the hurricanes and and disastrous floods. For example, in Texas and Louisiana, the tornadoes in the Midwest and South, the snowstorms in New England or on the East Coast, and the drought that create famines uh, in various parts of the world. We see this in the monstrosities of nature, all of which give evidence that the earth is cursed as it groans and travails. In Romans chapter 8, 23, the Apostle Paul goes on uh, to say, and even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, also groan to be released from pain and suffering. We too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us Our full rights as his children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Yes, suffering and trial, heartache and disappointment, old age and senility, and finally death are experiences we have to go through while we wait for the consummation of God's plan. But in the midst of this madness, in the midst of our heartache and sorrow, our faith in the God of heaven and earth, enables us to affirm the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So Paul is telling us. Here in Ephesians chapter 1, that in spite of all that we see happening today in our world, in our society, God's purpose is being worked out. And his purpose, as we saw in verse 10, is to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. See, God is working to unite all things in Christ. That is a rather amazing statement because it looks as if exactly the opposite is occurring in history. Things seem to be falling apart. Divisions are increasing among nations, races, and classes of people. Even in the church, people are not together. They are, there are divisions of all kinds. This unity prevails But we should not be discouraged because God is not ready yet to bring about the full completion of his plan and purpose for us as human beings. So the second question coming out of this text is, how is God working out his purpose in the world? How is God working out his purpose in the world? Ephesians chapter 1 and 10 again. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. You see, God is at work in our society and in the world. And he is moving towards the uniting of everything in Christ Jesus. See, when Paul says everything, he means everything. Things in heaven and things on earth. Everything Regarding heaven, the the invisible forces at work in our lives, the evil principalities and powers struggling with the forces of good, they are included in the everything. Things on earth include all the visible forces of this world, the struggles between nations, and the strife among uh, individuals. All these struggles will cease one day, and there will be unity in Christ Jesus. See, in his letter to the Philippians, Paul describes a process by which Christ becomes the head of all things. He emptied himself, says Paul, of the glory that was his from all eternity. He took upon himself the form of a servant and was born in the likeness of man. Then he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross." And then Paul sort of summarizes it by, by saying in Philippians chapter 2, 9 to 11. Therefore, God has highly exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, when you read your newspaper in print or digital form and listen to the news on radio or watch television, it appears that God is not doing anything. But God is at work in the events of today leading us towards the goal of history that is the harmony under the lordship of Jesus Christ but it takes the eyes of faith to see this the unbeliever will never be able to make sense of the events of history or even the events in his or her life but through the word of God we as Christians know that Jesus Christ came to set things right He came to heal the broken relationships, to end the strife, to still the bitter, angry, hateful words that men say to one another. He came as a healing force into the world to mend all of the damage and bind up all the broken hearts. Or you will never make sense out of the senseless events of today unless you understand what Paul is talking about in this passage. See, God is at work in the world today. Every event is brought about and finds its meaning by the way it fits into God's plan. Oh, look around you and see the broken lives that Jesus has mended. Look around you and see the alcoholics that have given up drinking. Look around you and see the criminals that practice crime no more the pimps that are pimping no more, the drug pushers that are now pushing the gospel of Christ. Look at so many people who had no purpose for their lives, who found purpose and are now serving God wholeheartedly. Brothers and sisters, or being in God's house this morning, worshiping God is evidence that God is at work in the world. That there is wonder working power in the blood of Jesus Christ so the question could be asked why has God taken us out of nature's darkness into his marvelous light why has he laid his hand of blessing on us why has he given us comfort in the midst of sorrow confidence in the midst of confusion encouragement in the midst of difficulty endurance in the midst of adversity tranquility in the midst of trouble and hope in the midst of hardship in order that we might find meaning and purpose in Christ Jesus and be encouraged to wait until God reveals his full plan for all humanity. But the third question is what is our place in God's purpose? What's our place in God's purpose? And Ephesians chapter one eleven and 12 uh, says, furthermore, Because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us from the beginning, and all things happen just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we who were the first to trust in Christ should praise our glorious God. You see, if you are a Christian, you have been chosen by God from before the foundation of the world. And uh, there is one purpose in God choosing us, to bring praise and glory uh, to himself. Now, some Christians seem to think that God's purpose is actually to make them happy. So they are surprised when something happens that makes them sad or that upsets their plans for themselves. But that teaching derives more from popular culture than from the Bible. And we call that kind of teaching health and wealth gospel. But God's plan for us isn't to make us happy. Though that might be a byproduct of our doing what he wants us to do. What God wants of us is that we bring him glory and praise. God wants people to look at us, Christians, to uh, people talk about us. And we'll see that there's something different about us. Because they can see God at work in our lives, as well as the life of his church. Not to praise us, but to praise God. But when they see our good works, they'll praise our Father who is in heaven. It's in God's economy. The focus is always on the glory of God. Everything God has done is to the praise of his glory. In practical terms, God does not want us to spend our short days on this earth complaining and getting all upset about the circumstances of our life or about what is going on in our society. Our Heavenly Father knows what is going on in our life and in our country and he wants to bring praise and glory to himself through the manner in which we deal with the adverse circumstances that we face in life. Oh, no matter what is going on in this world and in our lives, God has got it under control and is using it for his purposes. This means that no matter who is in the White House, no matter who is running around loose in the world, no matter what the economy does, God is in control and that ultimately for his glory. That also means that God can use you and me for his purposes. You might be sitting here today wondering if God can use you, and I'm here to tell you that he can, because he has a purpose for everything and for everyone. See, God's great, eternal, cosmic plan is being worked out day by day, and we are part of it. We are part of the greatest project in human history. The salvation of the human race. See, God has graciously provided that in Christ we should have determination to face our difficulties, courage to face our crises, boldness to face our battles, peace to face our problems, faith to face our fears, strength to face our sorrows, and wisdom to face our situations, so that we who belong to Him can bring praise and glory to his great name. And as we respond with joy and acceptance to the situations in which we find ourselves, God is glorified, and in turn we are blessed even more with divine resources to keep on keeping on. You see, our God knows when our hands become tired. Our God knows when our burdens become heavy. Our God knows when our sorrows become great. Our God knows when our hearts become broken. Our God knows when our path become rough. Our God knows when our pain becomes unbearable. And he not only knows and understands, but he also cares and as as I look at the world and see the trials and the tribulations the pain and the heartache the hurt and the suffering the racism and the sexism the oppression of the poor and all of the other inequities of our society oh I dare not say that God is using them to judge or to punish those who reject him for that would be totally wrong let us not uh, tell uh, people what God is doing when we don't know what God is doing. What happened in in Houston and the thousands of people who uh, lost uh, all their belongings and, and those who lost their lives, this is not God judging Houston because God's purpose is to save humanity, not to destroy them. So let us be careful how we interpret these things because our God is a God of love who wants to save everyone who believes in him. Because I'm so glad that I serve a God who is in complete control of the universe that he created and is working out his eternal purposes for humanity. I'm so glad to know that there is no power that God cannot conquer. That there is no situation that God cannot control. That there is no door that God cannot open. No need that God cannot meet. No prayer that God cannot hear. No fear that God cannot come. No burden that God cannot lift, and no sin that God cannot forgive. Brothers and sisters, we serve a great God, an all-powerful God, a loving God, a God who is all, as always is, is always faithful to His promises. Oh, believers, brothers and sisters, has the Lord not been faithful to you over the years? Hasn't he been faithful to answer your prayers? Hasn't he been faithful to lift your burdens? Hasn't he been faithful to calm your fears, to dissolve your doubts, to guide your footsteps, to pardon your sins, to protect you from danger? And has he been faithful to supply your needs? Then if he has, then hold on. The battle is just about over. Hold on, the course is nearly finished. Hold on, the race is almost run. Hold on, the Lord is soon to return to set all things right and to bring everything in heaven and on earth under the authority of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
1: Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. Peoples Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street, at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 10:45 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www. Dot .pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10:30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.